Hello, and welcome back to Witness to Hope. It is our first podcast in three years. You did the math. I didn't. Apparently it was Christ the King, which is more than three years ago. Just in case you've forgotten, I'm Tim Potter. And I'm Stephanie Potter. And we are kind of bored during the quarantine, so we decided to kind of put life back into our old podcast. And unlike all you other suckers who are starting a podcast right now, we have a pre-existing, pre-quarantine podcast that we can lean back into. So technically, our podcast is cleaner than the current podcasts. It's true. Why? Pre-quarantine? No, they might be dirtier. Mm. (laughs) No, I don't know if that's... that's Anyway, let's get our feet on the ground. Quite literally. Um... Anyway, so uh, the old format of our podcast was that we would go over the scripture from the coming Sunday and give some context and some history and things like that. Um, But as it turns out, the internet is full of that and you do not need that. Um, So we decided, we had decided almost really three years ago that the reason we didn't want to continue the podcast is we didn't want to be repeating what other people were doing and in many ways much better than us, uh, including our priest every Sunday. Um, So we wanted to find a way to reformat the podcast um, to have more opportunity to just talk about who we are, where we come from, and how we're coping. Um, Because not just today, but all the time, you know, all of us are spending a lot of time just figuring out how to cope with the modern world. Mm -hmm. And and so the title of the podcast, Witness to Hope, stands uh, still quite well in this context because we're trying to figure out right now while we're stuck behind uh, closed doors how can we be a witness to hope yeah so uh, i think that the easiest thing for us to do because many of you do know us um our kids are really our focus right now mm-hmm. i mean stephanie you have your full-time job but the the kids because we're all home it's it's very busy here and the fact that we have time to do this i mean this is the first time in three years that we've been able to but at the same time we feel that we need to talk about our faith in the midst of this quarantine of Mm -hmm. sorts so um like i know as as a dad i've i feel like i've failed a bit over the past couple weeks just because my, my fuse is getting very short with the kids uh not that the kids are jerks just that i am dealing with anxiety and stresses and inability to get away for a little bit if Mm -hmm. I need to so it's been very very stressful and I've been grateful though for for our parish and various different priests uh, throughout the diocese and throughout the world that uh, share mass or holy hour or or things Mm -hmm. like that because I feel that that is actually bringing me back to where I need to be. Yeah, and I'm sure we're not in a unique position, um, although amongst millennials, maybe we are, um, because Tim has a compromised immune system from all of his uh, things related to his diabetes. We really have been very serious about our isolation. Um, I have been the only one to leave the house, and I've been going uh, to get groceries, essentially. Um, And that's been once every two weeks. So we've been 
very serious about staying inside and it's it's been yeah it's been kind of intense it, it feels like being in a pressure cooker um because having a family with seven children is such a beautiful and joyful thing but being in a house with you know in you know just as one person with eight other souls it, it can get noisy it can get busy um everyone's sort of on their last nerve all the time um so we're just we're doing our best to sort of always try to reframe um, not the why, because we know why we're home, but the how we live while we're um, in these four walls. Yeah, yeah. And I, I guess to, to get back to our particular parish at St. Benedict, mm-hmm. uh, being able to to be part of that community, that energy that the, the priests bring to, to their homily kind of rejuvenates mm-hmm. my, my faith and my energy in my faith. And helps me continue on that journey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a dad uh, and a husband, I, I feel that I am being supported even though I'm not leaving and able to receive the Eucharist and all the things that I, I want, but God is is filling those needs in other ways, even though I can't get to him that way. It's true, because normally my response anyway, when I'm in sort of a state of distress, is to run physically to the Lord, not to... I run to prayer, obviously, um, but when I'm in a real distress, I love to go to adoration, obviously Mass on Sunday or going on a weekday to go to receive the Eucharist is such a bomb for my soul, and so I'm not having that is is tough, right? And, and I get that. This is what Lent should have felt like in some ways. This is uh, somebody uh, was saying to me the lentiest Lent that ever Lented. Um, but I remember the first week that masses, public uh, open masses were shut down in our city. Um, a priest that I've known since he was a deacon uh, started live streaming his masses from the Basilica. Uh, and I remember just saying, oh wow, like our community is still out there. We're all sitting here up in our own upper room feeling alone. And then all we had to do was turn on our computers, turn on Facebook, which normally is not the place you find Jesus, right? Um, go to Facebook and I see our friend uh, Sue LaRue, who's always sharing something about her faith. I see Father Paul Morris live streaming his mass. I see the Companions of the Cross uh, sharing uh, adoration from their seminary. And like you were saying, Tim, our own parish has been out there. Um, we've been live streaming for years, so thank God we're so good at it. Um, uh, as a parish, uh, they've been reaching out in lots of beautiful ways that have been so sustaining for us. Um, you know, cause it, it does feel like a little bit all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy in the house without it. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's also neat to see the, the other ways that our community is coming to life. I mean, mm-hmm. food for families is, is mm-hmm. a ministry from, uh, quite a few years ago when uh, the baby wave was really happening in our, uh, our friends I, I group, guess, yeah. our, our group of friends. And uh, now it's kind of rejuvenated to mm-hmm. become something that if you can't leave your house, someone will help. Yeah, it's been and really beautiful to see it, that happening. Yeah, it's it's nice to see the growth that it, it isn't uh, stopping just at the church doors, that our church 
actually doesn't have walls. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, one of the things that we've been struggling with for years is to be a mission-minded church, a church that sees its way outside the doors. Um, so to see this at a time when our church doors are actually closed and we have to be church outside of the doors, um, to see people stepping up and taking care of one another, um, that gives me, that gives me a lot of hope. That's, that's good news. That is the good news that we announced at Easter. So you could almost say that it's a witness to hope. Oh, he said the title. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I guess basically what, what I'm trying to say in all this is that we are trying to just express our experience in faith during mm-hmm. this time of isolation. But even beyond the isolation, just our experience with our children, mm-hmm. our experience with each other, our experience in life. And, um, you know, we have a lot of different experiences that kind of bring us closer to the Lord, mm-hmm. whether it's my health issues or just... I don't know, the amount of kids that we have, what, whatever the, the issue is, we we always seem to run to the Lord as opposed mm-hmm. to um, asking him why. We just say, why not? Exactly. And I, I'm not saying that, you know, we're, we're a great example, but what I'm saying is that our faith has given us the strength to come into this isolation, mm-hmm. this des- desolation time mm-hmm. uh, of confusion with an open mind and knowing that there's hope at the end of it, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to just dwelling in the sadness and the darkness right now. Yeah, because it can be really overwhelming um, when you look, you know, on uh, there's always a press briefing every day from the province, from the city, from the country, you know, from America, heaven forbid. Um, and, and yeah, it can feel really overwhelming. And then the news in our house sometimes feels like, I have become the worst version of myself and I see, uh, is my perspective the way it should be? Am I seeing people through the lens of the kingdom still? Um, so it's great to have a, a way to remember that, you know, if the tomb couldn't contain Jesus, this quarantine doesn't contain him, uh, you know, doesn't separate him from us. He's coming into this place. I feel like right now we're kind of in the tomb waiting and who knows when our third day is going to be, right? That we get to come back out and be out in the world. But, you know, when Jesus was in the grave, he was working. He was working. Um, He was, you know, harrowing hell. He was taking all the matriarchs and patriarchs out. So I have to think about Christ's example and say, you know, right now I really feel like this is a little death. There are so many things we have to let go of. Like our kids can't really even play in the backyard um, because it's right uh, adjacent to a major park. So there's always people walking by. Um, And so, you know, it, it does feel like we're kind of encased in this little tomb some days. And in our province, the the limit for being in a group is five. And we nearly double that if we go out (laughs) as a family. So if we brought the cat, like that would be it's uh, yeah, it's it's easy to to focus on the darkness. Mm -hmm. It's so easy. And even Christ had those moments like in the garden and on the cross where he was crying out. Mm -hmm. But that was his humanity showing. And we are, of course, all human Mm -hmm. and striving for that holiness and just to be that close to Christ, mm-hmm. that he's willing to share his humanity with us in that way. I mean, it, it should give us hope. Mm-hmm. It should. I mean, mm-hmm. if we focus so much on how negative it is, then we're just going to be consumed by it. 
That's right. So, I mean, you sort of look and go, what are, what are we turning to right now? What are, what are we reaching towards? And they were, there was a survey that came out that said more and more people were turning to prayer. Um, people who had never prayed before had started praying. Um, you know, people, our church, our church's live stream normally gets a couple thousand on a Sunday. Our priest was saying there was 12,000 people who watched on Palm Sunday. Um, that says to me, that's not just people around the world, although that's part of it. Um, there are people who are watching who've never watched before or who haven't watched in decades. And there's, sorry, there, no. there's a desire yeah. to, to encounter Christ. And, you know, it, I, I think it's very stressful what we're all going through right mm. now but it's almost easier for some people who are afraid to to make that step to go mm -hmm. back to to church that it's it's almost a good time right now for them mm. to re-encounter who christ is in their life that's right and we can all be there you know the cool thing about our live stream is that there's all these opportunities for us to actually engage with our fellow parishioners so we we offer to pray for one another. We share our concerns, um, all of this stuff. And we're, you know, it's a pretty welcoming thing. We'll have someone say like, hey, I'm joining from Liverpool or whatever. And everyone's like, hey, Liverpool friend. Uh, so it's a way to make someone feel like they belong um, because they do belong uh, by just being a kind and welcoming voice. It's It's been really remarkable how easy it's been for some people to join us um, and, and be part of our community. And we know that's happening with, uh, live streams across the country. I know Father Daryl Millette has started live streaming out of Holy Spirit Parish in Saskatoon, and I can tell his response has been really good. Like, this is a wave of people being able to access church who's been too afraid. You know, you hear the joke, oh, I was afraid I'd light on fire or the holy water would boil when I walked through the door. You know, we've heard that for years. Those people are, are dipping their toe in they're, they're checking yeah. us out and i'm so grateful for that opportunity and ju just as a plug not that anyone is asking us to <laughs> but uh our parish saint benedict mm -hmm. uh has a wonderful alpha program it really does um so if there are people listening that want to try and see who christ is in their life right now in mm -hmm. this very moment not who they were like 20 years ago who they are right now alpha is a wonderful step mm -hmm. to to uh, get that relationship kick-started. It's a safe place, too, to ask uh, questions that you've been afraid to ask. Um, even questions that other people would have said, oh, that's a mean question. There's no question that's too hard or too mean or whatever. Um, the, these people just want to help uh, anyone who is interested to discover, you know, what are the blocks? What are the, the limits? And, you know, you might walk away saying, oh, okay, I gave I gave that a kick and I don't really care. Um but maybe this is an opportunity to sort of come into relationship with Christ. Um, so, yeah, if you're, you know, there's Alpha being run across the country. Uh, but uh, we obviously think the one being run at St. Benedict is pretty great. Well, and again, in this time of isolation, they actually were able to do like mm -hmm. Zoom meetings for Alpha with small groups and everything. So there are ways to, I guess, uh, enhance your yeah. relationship with Christ and with others in your faith community. Um, but anyway, we're, we're not trying to sell Alpha or anything like that, but it, it has been wonderful for, for me because I, I took mm -hmm. Alpha at St. Benedict. And even though I had been going to church my entire life and I never really stopped, um, it, it opened up my heart in a way that I wasn't expecting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, 
I'm just putting it out there. We're big fans of Alpha for obvious reasons. Um, so, you know what? If you're interested, feel free to just uh, send us a message on our Facebook page. Or if you know us personally, just drop us a line. We're happy to answer any questions you have. No pressure. We just think it's pretty rad just to get the 80s slang out there. <laughs> <laughs> so th this, is, uh, this is just us kind of trying to kickstart, to mm -hmm. overuse that term, to kickstart uh, our podcast again to to see if um we we're able to i guess get our relationship with with christ back on track too mm -hmm. um, because i think our life experience uh is leading us closer to christ but it's good to talk about it to mm -hmm. show that you know we're all normal and that's right as uh as well put together as our kids may seem when they sit in a pew sometimes they they push us to the edge and yeah. it's nice to be able to share that too. So, um, yeah, it's it's nice to start recording again. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, we're really grateful for this space. I mean, just uh, it feels like having another adult to talk to in a locked bedroom. Even if it's the person I've been in quarantine with for like four weeks, it's like, oh, but there's not a kid touching me right now. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Um, and, and just sort of rediscovering um, a little bit uh, who we are in the context of this and who God is calling us to become. Because yeah. this is an opportunity to become a better version of me instead of the worst version of me. Well, that's right. Our uh, our opportunities here are... Are similar to a retreat almost mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. we are forced to stay home we are forced to take that time with Christ because I, I believe that that's what we're called to do right now mm -hmm. we could be scared we could be worried and yes this this virus is a horrible thing and we pray daily for these the people suffering with it and all the doctors and nurses out there mm -hmm. but those of us that aren't sick and aren't directly affected by it, I, I think it's a great opportunity to to slow down and, and listen. Mm -hmm. L listen to, to Christ in our hearts. That's right. That's right. It, it, it makes us really check our priorities, I think. You know, it's interesting. I've been talking to um, my wonderful co-workers. I have three amazing co-workers. Um, and we've had a few sort of discussions uh, at our round robins for our morning meetings, of which there have been many more than normal. Like we're, we're reaching out and connecting a lot more than we had before um, because I think we feel so disconnected. Um, and they've been talking about sort of this being forced to be home, being forced to only shop once a week, to cook everything in their own home, like all the different challenges that we're having. Um, it's been hard. But it's been a blessing too. Um, just even something so little as being able to minimize our commute time. Um, all of us commute to the office in one way or another. Uh, and we're getting an extra hour to a day and we're using that time for the Lord instead of for the drive. Uh, and it's making everything less rushed and less harried. And uh, I know eventually we'll go back to the way it was before. But I've been really blessed to be home with my family. Um, to be able to sort of not get up at five in the morning for a seven thirty <laughs> for a seven thirty shift, and and to just be able to get get right to work when I'm ready to be at work, and yeah, and yeah. For, for me, it's been nice to have another adult to talk to. Um, <laughs> Being trapped with seven kids would have been a thing with only one adult. Um, but yeah, 
Uh, I don't know where I was going to go with that, but I, it's so nice to, to know that um, when Stephanie does have a little bit of downtime in her her day job that she's there for me to talk to. Mm-hmm. And I see that as a blessing Yeah. in the midst of this very stressful time. That's right. Like we've been having a coffee together um, during like my morning break. And, you know, if, if there's a quick question, one of the kids have for school because they're back to electronic school now, you know, we can both take turns setting them up. Although you're doing most of that, to be fair, I'm not doing very much at all. Um, to be fair. And, I'm, again, going to, uh, I guess, brag about the, the teachers. Mm-hmm. The teachers for our kids at, at their schools have been incredible. So good. They have reached out. They have been so personal. And I have nothing but positive things to say about the schools, the school board, the teachers. So I just had to say that because... Well, we know how challenging it is for them right now um, to try to cram that many months of curriculum into an online setting, which, first of all, they're not... I mean, it's not that they're not trained to do that. They are trained to do that, but not quite to this extent and for this extended period of time. Um, But the kids have been really loving it. They're, you know, finding some structure back in their day again, which has been really positive for them. And something we've missed since we don't homeschool anymore is Mm -hmm. that we haven't seen the big leaps of understanding Mm -hmm. so even just in the past few days i've seen like light bulbs go off for the kids or go on for the kids (laughs) they didn't go off they're not dim Uh, (laughs) but but no that it's so exciting to see and uh, i hope that it continues yeah exactly no and so yeah we're really grateful for that time together and and the ways that we're going to be able to grow because i think we're in this for a bit longer um but yeah, we hope that you guys are going to share your journey with us a little too. Um, feel free to write something in the comments about how you're coping or what are some bright spots that you're seeing? What are some witnesses to hope? I mean, I don't want to steal John Krasinski's job over at Some Good News, but I think we have some good news uh, from Jesus in this time, even though, you know, it feels like the devil's fighting and, and doing a good job. Um, you know, Jesus is the one who is sovereign and who has power over all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a decent spot to stop talking about how, how good Jesus is. He's pretty great. Big fan. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Would recommend. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess uh, we're going to, we're going to close off here. Um, and thank you guys for your patience over the last three years. We've been seeing you hop over to our website, uh, to see if we're making new content. We did it, guys. We made you something. Happy Easter. We love you. I mean, I guess. (laughs) No, we love you. We love you. You guys are great. Uh, And uh, we'll see you. I don't want to commit to a time. We'll see you next time. Hopefully it's not three years plus since the, or till the next one. See, it only took three years for our podcast to rise again. Um, so who knows? Maybe it'll just be three weeks next time. Or maybe it'll be one week. Who knows? Either way, we'll see you soon. All right. Take care, guys. Happy Easter. God bless.